Here comes Riddell Jones. Three seconds, two seconds. Riddell all the way outside to Watford. Three on the way. Oh! And one in! And one in! And Indiana wins the ball game! I think Peyton's going to watch. Intercepted! Colts are going to the Super Bowl! Comes George, got the step and scoffs one move and counts in the foul. He beat LeBron James. Steps in. Puts Pettis. And they're saying he is in. Don't you guys just love interviews on DW Sports? I mean, seriously. There's so much good information that comes out of my interviewees. They all do a phenomenal job telling me about their career, their passion, and honestly what they want to do in the future. Again, I love seeing people succeed, and I love learning about people's stories and how they got to where they are today as a player, as a person. And today we're interviewing another guy, another kid, that plays high school basketball in the U.S., is a stud, and is getting under-recruited. He plays high school basketball in the state of Montana. His name is Fisher Brown, and he's about to hop on the show with me in just a few minutes. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to DW Sports. I, of course, am your host, Will Feller. And if you haven't heard of Fisher Brown, get to know his name because this guy is absolutely dog. He is a dog. All right. He won. Montana State Player of the Year. Max Preps gave that award to him. So he's the best player in the state of Montana. Led his team to a 24-0 season and won the state title. And his school before that went 20. They only lost two games. I think they were combined 67-2 and in the past two seasons. And then he plays AAU on the best AAU team in the state of Montana. So... It's going to be great. I love seeing people succeed again. I love getting the information out of people and learning people's passions and stories and how they got to where they are today as a person and a player. So if anybody knows anybody that can get my guy some more love because he definitely deserves it, definitely look up his social medias, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, huddle. Again, I'll link that stuff like I always do. And if you haven't, Listen to my interview that dropped this week with Josiah McCoy, West Virginia's number one scorer, another guy that I believe is under-recruited and needs more love in his recruitment. Make sure you go check that out. That's on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever the case may be. If you're not following DW Sports on social media, make sure you do so as well. Our Instagram and Twitter is at DW Sports with two S's on the end. Our Snapchat and TikTok is at DW underscore sports. Our email is DWSportsShow at gmail.com. And our YouTube is DW Sports. Make sure you go subscribe to that because that's where the fun stuff is. You get to see our faces. You get to see reactions, all that stuff like that. So make sure you're tuning into all of that stuff. Fisher is about to hop on with me. Go check out his film. Go show him some love, man, because he definitely deserves it. I'll see you guys after the break.
I am back with the Max Preps Montana State Player of the Year, Fisher Brown. Fisher, 4th of July is coming up. I know you have a tight schedule with AU and all that stuff, so thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you having me on here. Of course, man. And I looked at your stats and film and everything, and honestly, I looked at your school as well, and your school was pretty dominant this year. But I want to know, first and foremost, how does your passion with basketball kind of start off? Well, I've had a long history of basketball running the family with me. I mean, my both my dad and grandpa were Division One level basketball players. So I was introduced to basketball pretty young. And, you know, it's always just been a part of what I do kind of daily. And just that's where the love kind of started and grew from. Where did your relatives play college basketball at? So my grandpa played at the University of Montana, which is right down in Missoula, Montana. And then my dad actually went to the rival school of Montana State, which is in Bozeman. So healthy. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know over there. Uh, I know which one is that Montana that has that really cool view outside of their football stadium? Uh, yeah, both of them have pretty incredible views out 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 here. That's about all we do have in Montana. That's that's kind of our thing is just the view. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool that I'm actually, you know, talking about high school basketball in Montana and that area, because really I'm from Indianapolis. So high school basketball is a huge thing. And I love talking to kids around the country and all that stuff. And honestly, when you talk about high school basketball in Montana, or really that area, Wyoming, Idaho, all that stuff, do people, how do they kind of perceive it over there? Do they like it or is it kind of just a, a social activity for them? Or what do kind of people think of down there or up there, I guess? Well, high school basketball is such a different, it's seen so differently in Montana from most other places. You know, like you said, it's really serious in a lot of other places, but in Montana, it's not taken, you know, it's a, it's a fun social activity too, but you have everything from these schools with 15 kids trying to put together teams. And then you have our big double A schools trying to put together teams that are really serious about basketball. So you have this really wide range of, of schools trying to compete for different things. And it makes it completely different. Like my group was really set on, you know, winning that state championship and being competitive, but there are certain schools that aren't as competitive and, you know, Montana basketball is kind of far behind on the, you know, spectrum of where basketball is going and how high that level continues to grow. We're kind of still in old school basketball with, you know, everything from, offensively to defensively so have you lived in montana your whole life i have yep i've been a montana native my whole life and it's it's the place i've called home i've i've kind of jumped around montana but yeah i've been here for since i was born yeah it's definitely some place i want to visit sometime my parents took actually they took a trip to yellowstone and part of their trip is they stayed in bozeman montana mm -hmm. and i also wanted to ask you it's in indianapolis it gets really cold in the winter and really hot in the summer. And I, I know since you guys are so far up north, what is the weather like for you guys up there right now? The weather plays a huge role. I, this year had the worst impact on basketball that we've ever had. We ended up canceling and rescheduling three games. And I mean, we hit, there was one where, I mean, we were, we're pretty optimistic and we, we have to travel a long ways in Montana because the schools are so spread out. I mean, we have a six hour bus ride to get to one of our games which makes it hard in the winter, but we had a day where it was 40 below and we couldn't even get buses up and running, let alone getting them 
to the game. So it plays a big role and it's always cold in Montana in the winter. And how is it right now in the summertime? Is it a little warmer? The summertime is beautiful. Actually, right now we get so many people coming up here for things like the 4th of July. I mean, we're sitting around that 75 degrees right now, just that perfect weather. But yeah. you know, if you can, if you can weather the storm in the winter, the summers are beautiful up here. Like you said, with Yellowstone national park and everything, it's, it's a beautiful area. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely, it's so intriguing to me up there. Cause like everything Midwest over here is so much different than all the way up there. And I just, I just think, especially in different areas. Cause I, I go to Florida a lot and the East coast a lot, but I, I've never really been out West and it's something that I want to do, but for your guys's team, um, the past two seasons, you guys have gone 47 and two, which is absolutely incredible. Obviously undefeated this season, perfect 24 and oh, what makes Fergus so great as a basketball school? Well, it comes down to, I mean, mostly the kids that like, you know, I've moved around and I've lived in multiple different spots and I've never met a more competitive group than this group here. I mean, we, every sport we compete in, we, there's nothing short of perfection. That's what we strive for. And I think that this group has been huge with like putting in time in the weight room and putting in time, getting shots up. Same thing for football. They spend a ton of time out on the field. They just bounce from sport to sport. And I mean, when you go, I mean, last year with our undefeated football and basketball seasons, you don't see that happen very often, but the determination of these kids has just been, I mean, it's been wild and it makes things like this possible. That is crazy that you guys' football squad were undefeated too. Mm-hmm. That, that's actually, I, I, that's just like unheard of here. You know what I mean? Like we had, we had a basketball school. The, the, so I'm my school, my high school was the biggest class in the state of Indiana and the, the team that won state in Indiana, their school called Ben Davis. They went undefeated a bunch of stuff too. Usually how it is in Indiana, if you have a good football school, you're probably not that good at basketball. And if you're really good at basketball, you're probably not that good at football. And that is, that's just crazy. Cause that like athletic for you guys has to be just insane. It is. I, I was looking at your schedule too. Um, and a lot of your guys' wins were just blowout wins. Like you guys were beating teams by 40, 50, 60 points sometimes. How do you guys stay focused? I mean, I know, obviously, I played basketball and football, too, and I know that it's easy to lose focus when you're going into practice and you're on a three-game win streak by 40 points. <laughs> so how do you guys manage to kind of stay focused and lock in when you know that you're probably going to win? Well, we, our coaches, take a big, big role in that. Like, when we practice, our whole goal is we don't want to beat you. We want to mercy rule you. Our whole goal is to give you no chance. So when we go into tournament time, you feel like there is not a chance. You go into the game with a losing mentality against us. And if we can set that during the regular season, it makes our job easier during the postseason. And I mean, using that fear factor, it's it's definitely a thing that plays a role, especially in high school sports is you see teams show up to our gym and we want them to walk in and go, we're not winning this game. We want that mentality already set into their minds of, we don't have a chance and we want to beat them down every single chance that we can get. And, you know, that's not settling for a 20 point victory. Like you said, we want 40, we want 60, just keep it rolling. How well do you think that the best teams in Montana and kind of the area around you would compete with the best teams in other States? Cause I know that everybody talks about modern day and IMG and all that stuff. But if we're talking about teams that play in the state tournament, not national 
tournament or anything like that. There's a lot of teams around the country that they don't get enough love. For example, you guys, like I looked at, I, I stumbled across your guys' schedule and roster and everything. And I truly believe that Fergus does not get enough love and it needs more attention. So how well do you think the best teams in Montana could go to other states and play with the best teams in those states? You know, I think we'd stack up a lot better than most people would think. You know, they Montana basketball, I'll admit, is behind. But at the same time, our style of basketball is completely different. You know, we go, I go play AAU and then come back to high school basketball. It's so different because AAU is really skilled. You see a ton of great offensive players, but it almost feels easy defensively because of how physical and how the mindset is all set around defense in Montana. Everything, you need to be the best defensive team where you have a lot of low scoring games and some of that they give credit to, oh, well, they're just not as good offensively, but I don't think they realize the physicality and the defensive skill that we have where I think we could match up against a lot of really solid teams and at least be competitive with those groups where you'd see fun games. And I know you're playing AU right now, schedule-wise, and I wanted to ask you, I ask all my, my interviewees that play basketball, that play AU as well, do you think developmental-wise for kids that want to go play in high school or kids that want to go play in college, do you think that AAU basketball develops kids better? Or do you think that playing high school ball on a team develops kids better for that level? Uh, that's a tricky one because AAU, I would say AAU is better for you overall, but you have to be in the right brackets and be in the right areas because there are some AAU basketball leagues that teach you bad habits and they teach you the wrong way to play. But if you are playing in the right, you know, you're playing competitive AAU teams and you're willing to travel, AAU will definitely develop you more because there's a lot more skill and you get to see how you stack up against places from, you know, out of state, out of your area. Like we see that a lot in Montana. I play AAU just to see where I stack up against kids. You know, it's, it's always intriguing to me, like, you know, okay, you see Montana basketball, but how does that stack up against California basketball? Where would I rank along these other players? So I would say AU's kind of a necessary step, but you got to know how to maneuver it. Yeah, and I know when I played AU, um, I'm 18, so it's not like I'm like an old head or anything, right? But I remember even when I was in sixth, seventh grade, if I'm a le I'm a lefty, so that was always my advantage. Like people would try to cut off my left hand because they would just think that I'm right-handed, and they're like takeaways his right hand. So I just drive to the rack, left-handed layup. And it's like, Oh, this kid's a lefty, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that was my advantage. But my point is, is when I played AU in like seventh and eighth grade, a lot of the times it was, if you can shoot a layup with your weak hand and dribble with your weak hand, you were considered elite. And now you see videos on overtime and bleach report of eighth grade kids doing reverse windmill dunks. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? I, I just, like, I just can't compete with that in eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the evolution of basketball, mm -hmm. I know, is is crazy, especially high school and college. And then you even see it in the NBA, too. Um, just the evolution of the game is crazy. You had a game this year that I want to talk about that it was you. Uh, your exact stat line, I have it right here. You had 54 points on 76% shooting from the field. I just, I just kind of want to, like, when you have a game like that, you know what I mean? Like when you have a game like that, where you just literally can't miss when every time you get the ball, do you always, are you tempted to just fire it away every time? Like what, what's kind of going through your mind when you're like, I got 45, I got 50. You know, that, that game was just something that 
it's hard to even put into words. Like that feeling is just, it was such a ridiculous night. And I mean, everything was dropping and everything like, you know, I knew going into the game, I'm like, okay, it's our last home game of the season. Like, let's go show out. We want, we want to go play well and we want to go really put on a show for these guys. And we started off and, you know, defense kind of turned into offense right away. And I was left with like, I think two open threes right off the bat and they just felt great. I mean, like there wasn't a thing that felt wrong with it. It was just perfect down to the T and you don't have that happen all the time. Like, you know, a lot of times mentally you got to kind of get yourself into that rhythm, but that night, I mean, and I, you're, when you say like that, you know, are you tempted to just fire it every time I was, and you know, you'd get one of those where you're like, Oh, I could pull a heat check from the logo and see what happens. But you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to ruin the role of it by, you know, taking that heat check and all of a sudden, oh, uh, well you miss and uh, better pull it back a little bit. So I just kind of went along the lines of like, let's just keep this rolling. Let's just keep it going. And I mean, one thing led to another. And, you know, before you know it, you look at that stat line, and you're like, wow, that was just incredible. For those of you at home, by the way, that game, they dropped 110 points in a high school basketball game, which is shorter than college and NBA. And mo a lot of teams in the NBA sometimes don't even drop 110 points, and those guys rarely miss. So just putting that in perspective, Fisher had 54. He gave him 54 on 76% shooting. His team dropped 110 points. I mean, that, I mean that's just absolutely incredible. I mean, I feel like your school does – so many things that like I've just never seen before that just shocks me in a good way, obviously. Um, 24 and 0 this season, won the state championship. What is the goal for next season? Do you guys have a goal as a team to kind of improve on a certain something, or are you just focused on another state title? You know, I I think we can just get right back to it. I mean, I think that we should be right back in that same position as we were last year. We lost a couple key seniors, but I mean. I think that we still got the kids to go right back at it. I mean, we played summer league this year, again, same, same teams in our conferences and we didn't end up losing a game. They were a little bit closer this year, which we wouldn't like to keep happening. We kind of like, like you said, lost our focus, but I mean, you know, I think we need to continue the streak of just like dominating. I think that we can keep that up. And I mean, we should be right back at that state tournament again next year, looking for, for the title. And when you guys go undefeated, or I know obviously the goal was state because that had to finish off the undefeated season 24-0, but I was listening to something on the Golden State Warriors when they were going 73-9, and and basically they were talking about, like, do we want to go for this record of, of the best record in the NBA or whatever? And essentially what Draymond Green and Steve Kerr were talking about is there can be almost cracks in the team because they're so focused on just going undefeated and just winning a certain amount of games. So I wanted to ask you, was there any sort of time period where you guys kind of maybe lost team chemistry because you guys were focused on just going undefeated or was it all just pedal to the metal? We want state. We don't care what really happens unless we get state. Well, you know, there was actually a stretch. So there, kind of our beginning to middle of the season, there was a three game stretch where we were down at halftime, I think three games straight and things just weren't clicking and we couldn't quite figure it out. And, you know, we ended up walking out of those games with, you know, I think two of them were 20 point wins. One was 10, but we kind of, we kind of had to look back our coach, our coach brought us in the locker room and he's like, you know, we're winning these games, but we're being sloppy with it. Like, I think that we can tune everything up. 
And so that next week of practice was just straight, like, you know, finding everyone's groove, finding everyone's role, where they fit, how they work. And I mean, he did a great job with it because everything started clicking and, you know, all of a sudden it just made our jobs easy because everything felt, we all were on the same page. Everything was just moving in the right spots. And then all of a sudden you start seeing 40 point wins and, you know, but there was, there was a stretch that we had to get over. So yes, that, that did happen. And I forgot to say in the intro, Montana max prep player of the year. I wanted to congratulate you on that. That's an awesome goal. There's only 50 players, obviously one from each state that gets that, that, that title each year was winning that award this year, kind of a goal of yours, or did you not really have it in the back of your mind? You know, I, Max preps isn't used as much in Montana as I wish it was, you know, there are a lot of people that don't even know it's a thing. And so it, it's definitely a goal, man. You know, your goal every year is to go in and be the best player that you can be. And I felt like last year I could be pushing for the best player in the state. And I, you know, just wanted to go out there and get it. I was, I was a little upset when I like, you know, I wanted that Gatorade player of the year too, but the kid that won that was another great player. Um, but you know, it, it was something that you push for. I didn't, I didn't exactly think it would happen. That kind of was something that I was looking forward to at the end of the season, but, um, yeah, that was definitely a goal going in is, you know, show what I can do, show that I can be one of the best players in the state. And it ended up working out in my favor. Well, obviously your stat line and everything clearly shows you're a great all-around player. And that was very well-deserved. I know there's a lot of great players in your state that I've seen too from different schools as well. Um, so that's a, that's a very awesome title for you to have. And I want to take you back actually to not this past season, but the season before that. Obviously, two losses, and I saw that you guys unfortunately lost by three points in the state title game um, the season before this one. What did the offseason going into this season kind of look like after such a, a heartbreaking loss, you know, losing by three points? And I also wanted to ask you, like, what – I couldn't really see what the loss was. Was it on a game winner? Was it kind of just like back and forth? Or how did you guys kind of lose that game? I, I know I hate to bring that memory back to you, but I was just curious. You're good because that's, that's a big start of where this undefeated, that was right when the undefeated season started was after he hit. So yeah, the kid walked down and, you know, it tie game, we ended up hitting a layup to tie it in the final, like 20 seconds going in. And it was the state championship game game is tied kid walks down and we knew he had 37 on us and he was, he was just killing us and he walks down and he ends up hitting like this 35 foot three no time left, just drills it, just nothing but net game over something out of a movie. I mean, I swear it was just, and it was the biggest heartbreak I've ever felt. And it just, it stung so bad that whole off season, every player had this mindset of we are going to get back and we're going to make it so obvious that like, that's never going to happen again. And like that whole off season was just straight work. And I mean, they put in so much work and like, I spent hours late nights in the gym. I mean, from nine to 11 o'clock of just shooting, 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 getting like trying to get back to that point because it hurts so bad. There wasn't much more you could do than worry about next season. And so we just fought for that to be able to pull that one out, pull last year's out. So. See, that's like one of 1000 reasons and probably even more why I love sports because just the storyline of that happening. Like, like you said, that's out of a movie, a kid hits a Steph Curry type game winner 
state mm-hmm. championship game. And then the passion of just like the drive and the will to that's not going to happen again. We're going to, we're going to go out and we're going to make it obvious that we are the clear cut best team in the state of Montana. And then obviously next season, 24 and 0 state title win. I mean, that you can't, you literally can't make it up. It's right out of a movie script. And that is literally why I love sports so much out of football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever it may be. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And I know that you are an incoming senior. If you have any, dream to play college basketball or you're looking forward to playing college anywhere obviously um recruiting wise you have a whole another year to do all that stuff which i know can be a little bit an- anxious sometimes i had a lot of friends that were getting recruited with a bunch of calls and stuff but for you man what is something that you can bring on the basketball floor at the collegiate level that you think is unique to you and not very many people can bring what you bring to the table well i i kind of feel like I have a elevated feel for the game, like kind of an understanding of just, you know, where, where the, like, you know, kind of what are our weaknesses going into that game? What, what is something that we need to focus on? And, you know, I also think that something that I put a lot of time into is just the three ball, both. I know my dad was a huge sniper in college and that was kind of his job was he was a big time three point shooter. And that's kind of been my goal too, but to throw that in with being able to handle the ball. I, I mean, I'm six foot five, which in Montana, that could play it most of the time in the big man position, but I've always wanted to be a guard. And so I end up bringing the ball down a lot of times. And I think that being able to bring a little bit of size and ball handling with that like outside perimeter game, I think that's something that I can do that not a lot of kids can bring. So I feel like that's a little bit of what's special for my side of the game. Yeah, six foot five frame. That's great for basketball. I know I I had a dream of playing college ball and then I turned out to be five foot, not five foot eleven, six feet tall, and my ball handling wasn't there. So I was like, you know what? This this isn't this isn't happening. I was more of just like a slasher. So I was like the small little Russell Westbrook guard that would bowl into the lane and then do a layup. Yeah, I wasn't that good of a shooter, a decent ball handler, whatever. Um, last thing for you before. I let you off the hook. I asked, this is another question that I asked all my basketball interviews. If you could play anywhere in the nation, college basketball, it can be division one, division two, division three, anywhere from power six to whatever you, whatever you want, you name it. What school would be your absolute dream school to play at in college? Yeah, this is where I feel like I'm weird because I don't exactly have like a dream school, you know, growing up, it was, you know, I love to play where my dad was, but after about sixth or seventh grade, you see those really high level, you know, basketball teams. And I think, I don't know, I'd love to play at that, like, you know, USC level, that kind of basketball, but you know, that's, that's a really hard place to get to. And like you said, with the evolution of the game, you're seeing eighth graders being able to windmill like that, like trying to keep up with that level of basketball it's hard, even at my age. I mean, you're, I'm seeing kids younger than me being able to go out and go out and, like you said, just do all these crazy things and shoot it from 35 feet consistently. And so, I mean, there's always a lot of work to be get done with it, but I'd definitely love to get to that that high level and be able to play in front of a packed out, packed out crowd. Yeah, well, I know. Obviously, you've got the work ethic. Um, your your stats, your statistics, obviously show that you're a great player. Your film. I watched on huddle and a bunch of stuff, your ability to create shots, get to the rim. 
basically be an all-around player. I know, I know any school would be lucky to have you, man. And I know that you'll go and do great things in college. And me and I'm sure a lot of the viewers that's listening right now will be keeping track of you. But for now, that's all I got for you, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I hope you have a great 4th of July. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely be keep tracking of you and Fergus next season. And we'll see how things go, man. So I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate this. This was a great time. So have a fun fourth and I appreciate the time here. Yeah, no problem, man, at all. For those of you listening, um, I'll link all Fisher's stuff in the descriptions and stuff, if that's okay with you. Um, all your huddle Twitter stuff. I'll, I'll link all that. If you want to go check him out, follow him on social media, all that good stuff. I'll be back for closing remarks pretty soon. This week, schedule-wise, we're talking about Indiana football and their opening day against Ohio State, which clearly is not going to be good as a Hoosier fan. And then we're talking about the Indianapolis Colts and what they're going to do now after the Isaiah Rogers suspension. So stay tuned this week. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to go follow Fisher and DW Sports on social media. Be back in a sec. You know what's actually crazy? If there's any school in the state of Indiana that went undefeated for football and basketball in high school, the whole state would go crazy, bro. I I had no idea that his school's football team were undefeated, too. Like, 47-2. and I think I said 67-2 and in the intro. That's my bad. It was 47-2 and in the past two seasons. And, kid, it's a game-winning shot on them in the state championship two seasons ago motivates them, adds fuel to the fire that there's no chance we're losing this season, right? Or at least we're going to make, even if we do lose, we're going to make it well known that we're the best player or best team with the best players in the state of Montana. Go undefeated and win the state tournament. I mean, you can't make it up. You, you literally can't make this up, bro. That sports are a beautiful thing. And if I did not have sports in my life, I don't know how I would be entertained 90% of the time. You know what I'm saying? So go check out Fisher. Fisher is a great kid. Um, his, I, I, his jump shot, too, in his film is smooth. Like, I know some people had a broken jumper. I know, like, Lonzo Ball when he got into the league, right? Like, shot, like, across his face. Now, this kid's jumper is smooth. He's got a bag, and he deserves to play college ball. If you know anybody that wants to be interviewed, that you feel like is getting under-recruited, message me or DM me, I guess, at Will Feller on Instagram or at DW Sports with two S's on the end on Instagram or email us at DWSportsShow at gmail.com. But as of now, that's all I've got for you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys in the next episode talking about Indiana football, specifically against Ohio State. I'll let you guys know when the interview is up. Next, I'm, I'm not this one, obviously, because it's up right now. I'm, I am I was thinking up, like, when the next interview is happening. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> See you guys later. I appreciate you listening. Stay tapped in. Repost, share. Peace out from DW Sports.